What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Mid Catcher Podcast, episode 66, with your host, Lofton, aka Mr. Hayes Adonis. And I got my co host, The Perspective, <laughs> aka All Around the World. And I, yeah, yeah, we got a Lee in the building. What's up? Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's been, uh, it's been wild out here. You know, once again, hey, we keeping the party rolling. Last week, Aaliyah couldn't be with us. You know, he was handling some stuff. This week, we got Roz is out doing whatever he's doing, flying around the world doing things. So, you know, Lost and Aaliyah had to hold it down. We had to keep it going. Had to make sure that all the people out there was going to get some mint ketchup, uh, you know what I'm saying, for they, they Sunday meal today. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, so uh, Aaliyah, talk to me. How has your week been? Week has been weekend. Um, I swear to God, I'm telling you these. I um, pretty much it was good. I spent time with the family. Had my um, my little cousin's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. First time I've been there in probably about 35, 36 years. When I tell you, everything hurt from my motherfucking neck down. With them running back and forth, trying to serve cake, pizza, wings, dirty fingers, and seeing. When, ain't they supposed to do that? Ain't Chuck E. Cheese ain't help out at all? Baby, I'm in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm in Philly. Not even a sub in Philly. So oh, yeah. They said Ch- Chuck E. Cheese don't give a damn in Philly, huh? Damn, I tell you, I had to walk to that car and get in that trunk, fix my little gin tonic about twice. I'm like, I'm good to go now. I'm tired. Y'all figure it out from here on out. <laughs> no, we had a good time. Kids had a good time. You know, a lot of candy, a lot of, lot of, you know, just pure joy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something about kids going haywire that excites me. It's just <laughs> have fun, baby. Enjoy your youth. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the biz right there. They still they still got a they still got skeet ball up in there. I that, there was a game area. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna get no skeet ball. There was a game area. Right. There were more kids over there than it was on our side, and I just stayed on our side. You know what you I stayed, mean? You stayed, you stayed in your lane. I got you. That's my lane. My job was to help clean up the paper plates. Little, you know, they had all they little little. What is the little ticket things and the yeah, coins? Yeah, damn place. Somebody, somebody's um party had like a um like them them poppers with you know. Oh, okay, make- yeah, yeah, a little, a little I confetti said, joints. They pop one more fucking thing over <laughs> cake. I'm gonna tip the cake, but um, they had. I mean, but the kids had a good time. They when I tell you, it was. It wasn't full. It wasn't packed. There might have been maybe three or four parties the entire time we were there. So yeah. that's about how many people, you know, mm-hmm. in in a place completely. Right. So I'm like, this was good. It was a smaller location. They didn't have a whole lot of stuff as far as I could see. So, um, you know, it was it was easier for, you know, my, my little cousin turned three. So it was easier yeah. for the little 
kids to be there. I mean, yeah. all they to do is ride on those little rides where, you know, yeah. you put the quarter in that be outside the machine and they just jump up and down and make the noise. <laughs> I was like, all right, y'all good. Call uh, the building for somebody else. Uh, part. Uh, it was a good time. It was uh, a good time. But I was ready. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That's always good. You know what I'm saying? It's always good to have fun with family and stuff. I got to do the same thing. Went down to uh went down to the Naples area and uh when it kicked it with my daughter, you know. So we went to hung out with her for a little bit. And uh yo, yo, Nelly Belly down there living living adult life down in Naples, Naples kicking it, you know. So it was a nice day, nice little drive. So they're about two hours from us. So we went okay. down there for uh for Saturday and and hung out with them, ate some food, and uh, and chilled. They got the they got like two dogs, so they got one that's a youngin. You know, what I mean, he be wilding out. Yeah, he be he be wilding, man. And then we got uh Dolly, which Dolly was with us, um, you know, for a while until she took uh Chanel took her down there. And Dolly, oh man, that's the old lady, man. She be <laughs> she. She walk around, she walk around like an old lady, man. Like she walk around like like an old, you know, 70-year-old auntie, man. Just be like, be like, I know you, I know you like be and be looking at him like, hey, hey, you need to come, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all aggressive, you know what I'm saying? You sit, sit your ass down a little bit. Yeah, so that's what Dolly looked like. That's constantly on her face the entire time. Is that you need to sit your ass down. Like, yeah, so it was it was good to uh you know spend time with her and, and have a good time. So that was good. So just been you know uh you know the week with events that are taking place all over the world. You know a little more uh, uh higher higher stress type situation, but you know life is good and everything's going. Praying for all those involved. Amen. And everything come out all good and well. And yes. With that, you know what I'm saying we gotta uh, we gonna keep it on push. Because once again, you know what I'm saying, if you had a good day, a bad day, a great week, a bad week, you know what I'm saying, you always may need a little drink of the day. It's always good at a drink of the day. You know what I'm saying? Drink of the day, drink of the day. We ain't had no video this week. You know what I'm saying? I I was uh I was I was slacking, man. I was doing housework, you know, vacuum out here, doing some laundry, you know what I'm saying, things of that nature. You know, so uh I had some things to do. Uh, so I just kept it simple. Brought out the old, as you can see, there's a little bit left. I got the Wolf of Reserve. I'm about to go ahead and top that off real quick. You know what I'm saying? And make that happen. So, uh, Aaliyah, what you got for us? I, same. I got my usual today. I got a gin and tonic, but I got it in my fancy little, my little fancy drinking cup. <laughs> Thing to stay cold about 24 hours straight. <laughs> so, uh, I'm good for the rest of the night. I need to well prep for the rest of the week. So. I got some chopping of vegetables and marinating of the meats to do and things of that nature. So I'll be getting here and do that after the podcast over. I'll be drunk before, you know, <laughs> before I walk to Taco Bell, because clearly I'm not cooking tonight. So, uh, hey, you know, I mean, at least you prepping. At least you prepping. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been trying to get back on my, my fitness game. So, like, what, Saturday, I jumped on the spin bike for, like, 30 minutes, man. I be feeling that. That joint was. I'm. I'm getting old. I'm getting up there. You know what I'm saying. Then today, I I jumped on the heavy bag a little bit. You know what I'm saying. Did like six rounds on that joint. You know what I mean. Man, I tell you what. <laughs> healthy this weekend. I ain't gonna. I, mean, I added a little lemon to my drink, so technically I had some. Hey, 
Look at that. You got that fruit. That's a, that was your that was your daily. But look, that's my daily dose of vitamin C. I got some. You, go. you know, it's just I just I don't know. Every time, because I'm like, there was one point in time where I'm working out two times a day. I'm in, mm. shit. and then I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> there's men out here who like fat girls. I mean, big girls, big girls. But it, I don't know. I just don't feel like it. Now I will say, I mean, I do stuff to 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 maintain my my health. You know what I mean? I make sure I at least try to get some steps in throughout the day. Um, and if if I could, I'll take the steps as opposed to an elevator. Outside of that, no. Hey, but I just walked I walked in the gym today and I'm so proud of me. And that's only because I thought it was the mail room. That- <laughs> <laughs> uh, is. <laughs> positive accidents. You know what I'm saying? Like there you go. It happens sometimes. So to each his own, you gotta make sure that you're doing what you gotta do. Everybody out there, do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Be healthy. You ain't gotta come out and be a bodybuilder or a decathlete or a marathon runner, but get out there, be healthy. You know what I'm saying? Take care of yourself, take care of your body. And with that, we forgot our drinks of the day. You know what I'm saying? A little gin and tonic, a little uh, you know what I'm saying, a little little uh coke and and uh and some bourbon and whatnot. What we got going on. So now we're gonna keep it moving. We got the news of the week, and there's been some interesting things that's been going on this week. Uh, we're not going to test the worldwide situation. We we're gonna leave that alone. We're gonna let we're gonna let others deal with that. But uh, what happened last week? They had the active shooter in Maine, which yeah. was kind of interesting. That was kind of crazy. Uh, my man was out there doing some wild stuff, uh, yeah. and it looked like based on some of the things that were going on, um, he had it was a you know a slew of victims. My man went into like a bowling alley where people were having having a uh, a good time end up leaving 18 dead and 13 wounded it uh i saw some of the interviews and the uh the gunman that ended up uh shooting up everywhere was actually like his family was a well-known family in that area owned a lot of land was like really known it looked like uh they talked about how uh, a few weeks pre uh previous uh he was um they were talking about he had some mental instabilities yeah. and had a little issue, but they never ended up, uh, you know, like taking him to the hospital or anything like that. Um, so it was uh, it was quite an interesting deal. End up going on a manhunt uh, for I think it was like 72 hours. He was out and about and they ended up uh, finding him uh, dead. He ended up killing himself. Yeah. Uh, in that aspect. So was there anything that you uh, I know you're a little closer not necessarily right around the corner, but you know, it's more up in the northeast type situation, man. Like anything that y'all heard about uh while all that I, stuff was going on? I did hear about it. I I, I obviously saw it come across my news feed and stuff. Um probably because probably because the shit I'd be looking at on Instagram is questionable <laughs> at this point. But um I saw that and and this is one of those things for me hit close to home. Mm-hmm. You have someone who, for all accounts, saying, I don't feel good. I don't feel right. I reached out. For someone to reach out and tell you they are having a problem mm-hmm. and they need help, yeah. and you, you brush them off, oh, it'll be fine. This is any other. 
how many active shooters in the past, I'm just going to say five years. We're not even going to say 10. We're going to say five years. How many active shooters in the past five years have reached out to somebody before it got to that point? Yeah. They didn't just walk into work today to say, I'm shooting this bitch up. Right. Didn't happen. This one was, was more uh, meaningful, I guess, if you will. Right. He's just a veteran. He's a vet. He's yeah. telling you something wrong. He's telling you he need help. He reached out to all the fucking proper authorities. Y'all mm. brushed him off. To know that place, to have been in that place, to understand what that place feels like. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he went off the rails. I, rails. I don't know why he chose to shoot up the bowling alley. I don't know where that played in the grand scheme of his thinking, but a person who is suffering from mental illness, that's not something you can just have a, a um, direct answer for. But please take people seriously when they say they need help. Yeah. Please take people serious when they come to you and they don't know what to do. It's not always going to be a... Uh, um, straight line conversation. I'll say it like right. that. You know, and I need people to be patient with those who are having a hard time understanding what's happening to them so they can articulate it to you. Right. They just know that something is wrong. Um, that being said, I I still don't get how time after time after time after time active shooter profile. All look, I mean, it's it's like yeah. a lot of them are, are they look alike, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but it's it's just like not to say that it doesn't happen to black folks, not to say that it doesn't. I mean, we had the what the last one, what was the last one out in San Francisco? Only, only, only. I mean, only. that was the one out, yeah. You had DC, the one out in the one out in San Francisco, they were uh, what Chinese Americans. Asian, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's so that's what I'm saying. It's not that it cannot happen to people yeah. of color. It's just that they, I feel like that they focus so much on saying it's a one. Like when it comes to them, it's a one. It's a one off. It's a one off. When ninety eight percent of yeah. the population is the same demographic, whereas with us. Oh, them motherfuckers are just savages. They do it all the time. It's, you know, yeah. that's part of their... No, it's not just a part of life. It's not just the way of life. It right. is, for whatever reason, somebody felt the level of desperation that the only thing that they could come up with as to relieving that stress, relieving that pressure, or to just, as they say, quiet in their demons, you know, was to act out. Right. I don't understand why people act out against others, but I don't know. I ain't got that kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's just please don't be dismissive of people who letting you know that they have a problem. Understand yeah. that all problems don't they don't look they don't look the same through different lenses. Mm -hmm. um, something that might be uh, a big problem to me might be a, a you know small potatoes to you. Right. I'm. Don't dismiss that as being, you'll be all right. It'll be right. fine. You'll get through it. Oh, you just need to go drinking. You need a night out with your girlfriends. You need this. Don't tell right. people 
shit when they coming to you saying they got a problem. Mm-hmm. I, I would say the I would say the biggest thing knowing you know still being attached to the military. And yeah, this is like constant training that we we receive annually. You know, um, yeah. dealing with uh, suicide as well as um, sexual assault yeah. and things of that nature, and being able to be a little more sensitive to those things, being able to understand when people are trying to. Uh, give you hints. Uh, you know, it's usually one of those situations like most of the examples and things that, you know, we are given is trying to pull those things out of people. You know, yeah. saying if you see somebody's personality change, you see something different about them, and then you go to them and you're trying to pull that information out. In his case, he was trying to give the information. And that, that makes it feel even worse that he was trying to give the information to people, uh, meaning that he was that person was understanding, you know, that they needed help and it wasn't given uh, or taken seriously. I know, yeah. like you said, a lot of the people in there, um, not necessarily in there, but a lot of people, his family, um, his name was Robert Carr, um, that his family was well known in the area and things of that nature. And it may have been just like, you know, with his family just going, hey, why, why are you feeling things bad? Like you're a vet, and you, you know, our family's doing well and you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you have these difficulties? You know what I'm saying? And and things of that nature. So, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate. You know, uh, just make sure, just like Aaliyah said, just make sure that you're paying attention to people. Uh, listen first before you uh, make a statement. Make sure that you can see, you know, how important the situation is to that person. Yeah. And then just be able to, you know, hey, guide them. It may, if you may, just like Aaliyah said, maybe it's something that's small to you. But just give them, you know, uh, guide them in the way that you would, you know, anybody else is in, with support, you know, what I'm yeah. saying? Um, you know, and try to be sensitive to, you know, uh, the situation and everything that's going on. So um, just be there for people. You know, everybody's going through something. Everybody's yeah. going through things. And you want to make sure that, uh, you know, everybody's point of view is taken and, and you're helping them as best as possible. So. That was uh that was just one of the things that was kind of wild, but also you got uh you know what I'm saying I ain't noticed you know what I'm saying Aaliyah we was we were talking off air Aaliyah said she didn't give two shits it was kind of weird I didn't care until there was some type of assault that was happening and Dwight Howard out here uh supposedly sexually assault somebody it was accused alleged accused alleged. But the surprise is the story behind it. I mean, for me, I didn't know a hey, Dwight Howard was out there, you know, you know what I'm saying? A part of the community, the literally the letter community didn't didn't know he was out there doing it like that. The story was wild because uh he talked about like have you have did you read the story that the accuser put out? That it was it was Dwight Howard. The accuser. get better and better every day. The, the accuser and a crossdresser. And the, and the cute the accuser said the crossdresser was ugly. <laughs> and the crossdresser named Kitty. But oh, okay, that was funny man. This shit is hilarious to me. <laughs> this is like when I tell you I be on Instagram every day trying to figure out what's going on with the latest and greatest of this, but. But, 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 
I don't give a fuck about the White Howards. <laughs> don't don't care, man. Don't care. I don't care who him. That other little ball head girl. That little weird cross-dressing, not quite teenager, not quite adult, telling everybody his business now he's gay. I don't care who doing what in the privacy of their wherever the person happened to be at. It's not at the privacy of his own home. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I feel like Dwight's or yeah, Dwight Howard's sexuality should not be newsworthy. I don't care who he's having sex with, when he has sex, how many people that motherfucker he could he could have 15 person orgy and all of them in furs, fur costumes. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Like we don't we don't care. I want people to understand. One, talking about it, I'm gonna be newsy because I'm nosy like that. I just wanted to see what the hell was going on. But for you to come out and say you one man sexually assaulted. Two willing participants. Well, <laughs> because of what? I, I think it was the one dude. I think the other one that walked out of the other room, Chris, the crossdresser. I think that person was willing. <laughs> I, I, based on the story, I think the dude that was invited was like, "Hold up, I ain't signed up for this." <laughs> I mean, that's what he's saying. Uh oh, hold up, hold up. You can't because we saying allegedly. That's what he's saying. He's saying that he was he was down for the he was down with the get down. And he got there and it was another person. And he was like, I ain't with that. Mm -hmm. Right? Now that he, he was kidnapped. <laughs> he was adult napped. You weren't tied down, you weren't forced to say you wasn't I wasn't there. It could have, I don't know. I, <laughs> like, mm. I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, because you know, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 but the issue, but the thing, but the fact of the matter is, I just feel like in this day and age, this is why we have these, 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 these folks who are signing NDAs and they're out here and they're doing whatever they're doing with, with. Whatever it is, whatever it is, but for lack of a better word, we're going to say prostitutes. You know what I mean? Or you know, um, escorts. We'll use yeah. the word escorts. Escorts who you know, like <laughs> <laughs> es escorts who do extra. But um, that being said, I I understand it and I get it. But here's my whole thing. And as a person who's who. I love everybody. I'm not saying that this, I'm not, I am not devaluing your experience. I am not saying that it did not happen to you. I'm not saying I don't believe you, mm -hmm. but saying, you know, cause I'm gonna ask you the same question. I would ask if you were a female in that situation, if you were straight, if you were, I'm going to ask the same question. I ask right. everybody. Was there ever a point that you could have walked away? There you go. You've had plenty of opportunity. Dwight and Dwight and other person said, We didn't hold you here against your will. You was a willing participant. Now you out here putting our business out in the street, making our life uncomfortable. Well, not Dwight's, because he done already got on there and sang a song and said, Fuck y'all. I, I stick my dick where I want. You wanted it, you got it. And no one ain't paying you no money. And that's why you're mad. No, yeah. I don't know if that was 
what this is about, but it seems to be a running theme. Like, all right, I'm not going to get what I what I expected. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And because I'm not getting what I expected, well, now I'm going to tell everybody you, all right. That's Tired, tired. All right. <laughs> it goes, uh, you know, what I'm saying it goes all ways. You know, what I'm saying for all people, it goes all ways. Everybody that does have money or happens to be uh, have some type of notoriety is going to be going through that situation, no matter what it is. You know, what I'm saying so. Being known just because you a part of one another, a group, a bridge, or whatever, it really don't matter. Mugs is coming at you, no matter what. Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. yeah. Got to deal, got to deal with what you got to deal with. Anyways, yo, did you happen to see? Because there's new music for folks of our uh, generation that's about to come out. Did you see some? Uh, so you got Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes getting ready to come out with an album. I don't know if you saw the little video. Busta Rhymes got an album with executive producer Timberland. Executive producer, uh, you got Pharrell Williams. Executive, like, yeah, it's going to be fire. And this little yeah. looks to me. Yeah, so uh Busta Rhymes is coming out with an album. It should be uh November 24th, is what it's looking like for his <laughs> album that's coming out. So we're gonna have Timberland and Pharrell on them on there. Uh so they're gonna be doing their their executive producing and Swiss Beats is also executive produced. So he gonna all three of them is gonna be on there. Album the bump. Getting, I'm excited this album the bump. So. Fire. so it's called Blockbuster. Busta Rhymes is one of my favorites, so go out there and get that. Also, like I said, November 24th, so that's that Thanksgiving. You can throw that on Black Friday when you're about to go get your shopping on. You know what I'm saying? Get that block, put that blockbuster on. Anyway, additionally, Mary J is coming out with a new album. And I think Mary J got a whole new face and body. She did the whole Ashanti joint where she disappeared and then came back with somebody else's body. That's surgery. Because I saw, I saw, right. I saw the picture, and I was like, "Hold up, is that Mary J. Blige? I was like, "Are we sure that's?" Because she doesn't look, she wasn't shaped that way. She was like bikini, you know, like Ashanti. You know, Ashanti's photo when she was like, "I'm back out here." Yeah, and always showing the bikini joint on the right. Mary right. J. Doing, Mary J. Doing that. Oh. Like I'm, I'm just sending you the photo. Mary J. Out here, like she, like she's twenty, she's twenty five. I mean, I got something to look forward to in the next 10 years. I'm excited. <laughs> well, she is. So I think Mary J when it spent that money, got a, got some shape up on her. And uh yeah, she she out here ready to go for the new album. Um, but she got that uh she got that new new deal that's coming out. I think let me uh let me let me get Mary J's release release time on there. So what do you think about Mary J coming out? Mary J and Buster Rhymes. What do you think about those two two artists coming out with some new stuff? I think that I'm going to buy both of my albums or at least listen to them. I'm lying if I say I'm going to buy anybody's album. I'm just, you know, see what happens. But I feel like um, I'm glad I'm I'm here for it. I mean, I I love both of them. Seeing Busta Rhymes in concert, still love his music. And when I say I love his music, I'm talking about that, that, that you know what I'm saying? When yeah. you, you, you know, when the Busta Rhymes joints come on, you dancing all day. You know what I'm saying? You know, when Mary come on, you, she either in love or she out of love. And that motherfucking, that, that whole album going to be fire. Cause I know it is post divorce. It is post power. It's post everything. Thing. I cannot wait because I'm a, I'm a Mary fan. You know, I'm with the yeah. You know, I'm with all of that. Also, she's oh, my, a, I love her. But my, my bad, Mary joint. 
is out right now. It came out this 27th. Mary Joint is out right now. So go get that Mary J. Block. And I have to uh hold up. I'm gonna have to pull up. I'm gonna have to pull up the uh the, the image for you so you can so you can see how uh Mary was out here getting ridiculous. Let me see if I can put it on the uh I'm gonna put it on here. Okay, pull it up for you. Like two hours. Oh, there it is over there. I'm like, I done dropped my hair clip like an hour ago and I ain't found it yet. It's over here. Let me see if I can uh hold up, hold up. I'm gonna I'm gonna show I'm gonna see if I can pull it pull it up. Look at that, look at Mary. <laughs> look at what I'm saying. Look at Mary J. Is that Mary J. Blows? I was like, I don't even know. I feel like this is fake. <laughs> <laughs> Mary J. Whole different person, man. I was like, she got the uh. She got the uh, sexy red glow up, you know what I'm saying? Like sexy red was, uh, and then it was like I saw a picture of sexy red, like oh that's a whole different person. Like hold up, who is that? I feel like yeah, but that might be airbrush too. Might be a lot of airbrush, but <laughs> but but she got the money to do what the fuck she See, wanted. That's what I said. She went she went and got the Ashante joint. She was like Ashante disappeared, and it was like hey, she was like and I'm back. And check out my album. I was like, okay, all right, then, Mary J. I, mean, I want to have the kind of money where I can disappear for like six months and come back with a, you know, shanty body or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, but this involves eating right and exercising. I mean, that's the that's the maintain part. You got to maintain it after that. That's the deal. <laughs> you get the surgery, then you got to maintain it. That's the part. That's the part. Yeah. Thing. That's why I, I I can't fuck with it because I'm like I really do like chicken wings and fried chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy and you know Taco Bell and all the, all the shit that I already know. I'm I mean at some point at some point in time there will be a medical student examining my intestines and be like, what the fuck was she doing with life? They're gonna be like, gonna be like it's still there. That's like uh it'll be like when they said don't swallow bubble gum. That joint gonna be in there for like seven years. They be like, "Hold up, hold up, we still got." <laughs> I was a double bubble. I was a I was a double bubble and a <laughs> queen. Okay, I, I'm telling you right now, some, that strawberry bubble yum. Hey, I know I got at least six meters of just old bubble gum in my intestine. <laughs> 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 right. Is is I'm. I just didn't believe it. I didn't <laughs> believe it. I'm like, it is, I don't believe that that's, that's even possible, let alone truthful. So it's yeah. like, guess what? I'm, I'm going to, it's going to be there. It, it'll be one of those things when they, when they out there talking about the previous civilizations and they dig, they'd be like, hold up. They'd be like, why does all that got a bubble gum up in here? That's weird. It's not a, it's, there's a, there's a, um, there's an actual mental health disease where, <laughs> A person will just put shit in their mouth. Like there's one girl who um went to it was on you remember remember TLC had that thing like medical mysteries or medical. So this girl had whatever the name of this this thing uh -huh. is. This motherfucker had pennies and buttons and little figurines from like the games. Yeah. Like she had all kind rocks. She had all kind of shit in her stomach. And I was like, <laughs> How right, dang. What girl? Yeah, that, that's that's for sure uh some type of disease right there. That's for sure some type of disease. 
some sort of um it's like like the people who have um um what is those eating like eating disorder eating disorders yeah right it's on it's, it's along those lines but i can't think of the name of it but i'm like why 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 would you do that <laughs> <laughs> Cause you didn't, and then that's the thing. Like you didn't. Even, I know. I will hope you wasn't chewing on it because, yeah, like, yeah. But, but it's just like that didn't hurt your stomach. Yeah, it was out stomach. there. It came out when you shit. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> asking the wrong questions. My bad. Yeah, folks was out there, man. But uh, you know, so hey, make sure that y'all cop that that, that Buster Ron that's gonna be coming out. Go get that Mary J. I I, I got it. I need to have listened to that already. You know what I'm saying? I did do a little deep dive on uh on somebody else's music. So I did let me let me throw this in here real quick. I listened to the little Gucci man. So Gucci Man, uh yeah. Breath of Fresh Air came out. That was on the 17th. So I went ahead and listened to Gucci Man, uh Breath of Fresh Air. I feel like it was a really good album. Uh <laughs> it has a lot. I would say it actually is kind of broken down into like different sections because. You know, the artists now, everybody's putting out, like, albums that got, like, 45 songs. I don't know. It'd just be a dumb what? amount of songs. So, like, Drake's album, he had, like, 24 on there. You got, like, uh, Gucci Mane. He's got 20. Let's see. Let me make sure I get the number right. He got 24 on this one. But it's really the back half of the album that was, like, pretty good. So, he's got a, he got a song with uh, Kodak Black. The uh, baby, twenty one savage, um, <clears throat> rowdy rich. Who oh, he got on here. Uh, he got the the single that he had. There I go with J Cole and uh, Mike Will made it. So he's yeah. got he got some good stuff on there. And I would say there's some there's a good out of the twenty four. He's probably got a good album if he just put twelve the thirteen on it. Yeah, like if he would have just did that, it would have been like, oh, this album is like nice, nice. You know what I'm saying? Like 24 actual songs, not like yeah. an intro, an interlude, and all this other stuff. It's, it's like, like it's a whole bunch of, it's a lot. Yeah, mm. they all song. They were no intros. They all song. Now here's my next question, because I, I, from what I understand of the industry, I get that when you sign these deals, when you, you know what I mean. You're going to release so many songs. You're going to have so many albums. You know, or you. When I say you owe that, that means your contract stated x amount of x amount of albums. Do you feel like the the because of because of the direction that music is moving to, as far as streams and and you know where where um artists are putting out their music on social media, essentially. Yeah. So they're earning more of the dollar. They're keeping more of the dollars that they're making as opposed to just handing it over to the industry. That being the, you know, mm -hmm. all of the industry. Do you feel like this is the reason why you're starting to see this trend towards um, albums having more than, what, let's just say, 13, 14 um, songs? Or is there well, some reason? Well, I think uh, I think a lot of it, is due to just trying to find something that'll stream, right? So if mm -hmm. you have a lot of songs for an mm -hmm. album, mm -hmm. then there's a higher percentage that could get streamed and you could touch anybody. Since okay. it's a lot easier to put out music now, because really, me and you could be like, yo, we about to make a song. I could literally write lyrics, make a beat, 
You write lyrics, make a beat. You can record at your house. I can record at my house. You send the stuff to me. By the morning, we could have a song on the internet. So that's how fast. That's how waiting to happen. I feel like a mid catch up podcast theme song. We're going to have a record out. <laughs> but that's how fast. That's how fast everything can be done now. So it's one of those where, you know, like artists, I would say artists back when we were listening to and previous before the streaming situation, you had a lot more people that were making albums that had a theme, albums that had a story. So it was a situation where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to make an album and I, it has a particular theme to it and it's going to ride this theme throughout my album. And I may come out with 12 to 16 songs where it's a part of this entire theme and it runs and I'm giving you a story. Now, right. people don't do that. It's right. just songs. They go, hey, this is a whole bunch of songs that I made and they throw them in. Like it. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, if you happen to like six or seven of them joints, then it's worth buying the 24 songs because at least the songs will probably have, especially now, you're going to have trap beats on it. So even if the even if the lyrics is like garbage, even trash. if the hook is kind of trash, you still could be like, oh, I, I like that beat and it's going to bump. You know what I'm saying? Like that's really, and I think, where they're going at. And like about the same, then with the way social media is, because I was listening to, I was be going Instagram all the time, right. but or or even TikTok now, where um, I see a lot where they take an, just a snippet of a song, yep. just a snippet, and I just be like, what the fuck was that? Wait a minute, what was that? I think I like that. Then you go listen to the song, and be like, right. what? what? Why are you so angry? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the songs, you know, one example rather. Um, yeah. actually, how I got to listening to uh, um the past like say few weeks, I've been um digging through um posts on Instagram mainly, but um, but I've been been listening to a lot of jazz and blues, okay. and I'm like, I mean, if it came on on the radio, I didn't turn it. I like. Right music so it's not you know but to hear it with more soul if that makes sense mm -hmm. to it, like to actually hear music and to know the emotion behind the music beautiful thing so right. yeah been listening to like I said been listening to um a lot of jazz a lot of blues um mainly blues more than jazz because jazz used to remind me of elevator music elevator music is <laughs> and I couldn't do it like it made my nerves bad but yeah. now now it's a different thing, and I feel like, um, it's a I, yeah, I'm about to say I've been I've been reading lots of books lately, and one of the books that I read was uh, Cicely Tyson's um, autobiography. Okay. Um, she was married to Miles Davis for a while, and she talked mm -hmm. about music and everything like that. And there was just like a little snippet. There was one uh, album that was like at the time they were married. It was like big. He got back on drugs. The whole thing is like the right. last he did and it's like I don't want to listen to it I don't want to go to YouTube to listen to it I don't want it to be ruined if that makes sense I want my experience yeah. to quite literally be I want to hear the actual record like as oh, okay. it would have been you know produced then right. um, 
I want to hear the actual 45. I want to hear the whole entire album. And then, you know what I mean? Decide yeah. if I put it on, was it iTunes or what the right, hell? Right, right. Download. And, and I'm like, I, I feel like that's one of those things, especially jazz, but um, um, along with the blues, it's beautiful when you can listen to it after the fact, yeah. but it's a completely different experience when it is live and you're sitting oh, yeah. right as it's happening and i just i cannot wait <laughs> yeah wait so um that be, i'm definitely going to listen to mary j blige album only because i'm like one i know the hell she had an album out yeah. or was putting the album out but with mary i'm like mary's entire music catalog there has not been an album that she has had where i didn't like at least two or three of her songs meaning yeah. Still have them on my um, playlist. still on right. Still have them in my playlist. Still keep them on repeat. We're talking about way back when she started. What's the four one one? I still yeah. got that music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are like essential albums. What's the four one one and her um the second album? Uh, oh God, I cannot think of the name of it right now. Anyways, she's had she's she's put out music, so I don't expect to be disappointed by her. Same thing with Gucci. The same thing with with Busta Rhymes. You, I don't give a fuck what he got on his on his entire fifty two yeah. list his fifty two um song playlist. Yeah, at least one. At least it's one. Fire one gonna be fire. Like, well, at least one gonna be fire. You're gonna be like, hey, that Busta be killing it all all day every day. Summer jam. Oh, you know yeah. that's. Top of summer, everybody gonna yeah. be listening to Busta Rhymes. So, hey man, as I, I still to this day, you know, yeah. in my in my lit playlist, uh, when I'm working out, when I hear when I hear, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that's why I'll be like, that's the way it go. Oh, that's what your eyes can see. Um, the one where he was playing, um. Where him is like get low bus when he be doing the one down oh, low. Yeah, yeah, touch it. Touch it, 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 it when I tell you Buster Rhymes is one of those people that I can just I thoroughly enjoy just hearing him in his element. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't you know, Twista is a good rapper. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to the Midwest. But but I feel you. To me, it's just different. It's a different vibe with Buster than you get with Twister. So, look, I, look, I was, I was, I went through right. So, I was, I was updating my playlist and you know going through stuff. And I was like, hold up, let me. I was like, I, I, I got certain Twister things in there, but I was like, let me really go through Twister and get songs that I like to add mm -hmm. to the playlist, right? And one thing that I figured out that I really like about Twister, and Twister is probably one of the best in the industry ever. Okay. Twister makes the best I'm trying to fuck bitches song. Ah, so look, so like let me let me give it to you, right? Twister has like I was sitting there going through his songs and I was like, yo, he got like wetter. He got like there's like all he has mad songs that you could put on that would probably cause a female to be like, man. Girl, let we, me we could do something. That's what I was like. Cause I was like, Twister, some for some reason he has a full like 12, 13 songs that mm -hmm. are all about I'm about to take you to the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
you know what I'm saying? He got the one with Chris Brown. Uh, let's make a movie. Like he got like he has great songs that you can put on for you and your girl. And I was like, that's amazing. That is his lane. And I was like, there was, I don't think there's anybody else in hip hop. Like the only other person I would say in hip hop that can come close to that is LL Cool J. LL Cool J has good I'm gonna go, I'm gonna make I get get where you're going, but I feel like LL Cool J is more or less one of those things. He's I mean backseat of my Jeep. He lives in the back, like he wants those things with this person. This person don't even know he fucking exists. Cause he just he gives me that whole thing where look. I mean LL was LL was killing it when LL was killing it, but it's just like he was constantly after these girls who already had girl, already had boyfriends. Like all these girls out here, you pick the one with a whole fucking man. You, you. Look, I don't look. I don't know. I don't know that part. But I all I have to say is that um, Twister, that is his lane. And I don't know if there's anybody in hip hop that has been a rapper that can step into his lane like that. That has that many songs that you get. Because I was sitting there like, yo, he has a, like I said, a full 13, 14 songs that you be like, damn, that is killing it. And they can put them all on and they be ready. Classics album. He got a straight get them wet classics. That's what he, I'll be like, damn, Bill. I was like, Twister be doing it. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 his lane. And Buster, Buster's my dude, though. Buster's my dude. He, Buster, he, he, he just makes party music. He makes but great party music. It's indicative, it's indicative of his background, where he comes from, the, the things that they did growing up, you know. Got up, Islander, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He got that. He's from, he's from, I think it's uh, Trinidad? No, it's not Trinidad. I don't think he's Trinidad. I, I, I know his, like, family's right islands or something like that and like most people in you know new york they migrate to new york but then in new york they are creating they are trying to recreate in new york the things that was just normal to them and on the island rather and you know you have this whole mecca music music and from out of new york is is an entire thing you know what i mean they have this entire um genre where you know you can go to these these dollar hollers as we call them down here in philly you can go to the block parties you can go to all these different things and it's just a good time with good music and and the whole concept is who's the best dancer who's the best dress who's the prettiest yeah. girl who's the flyest guy like those things it was yeah. not about this whole we from 14th and you from 19th we about right, to shoot right about to shoot the party up. It wasn't none of that back then. Yeah. Like, I mean, I long for those days. Now, yeah, that, I mean, that 90s, what, not light 90s, late 80s, or life, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. On the on the block, it was fun times, man. You could you could shut the block down and have a good time at a DJ out there, at a barbecue, you know, man, no matter if you was in the Midwest and they just happened to be your neighborhood and y'all was just like kicking it, or you know, saying you up in the city and y'all got the whole block and everybody out there, you know. You that was block, everybody barbecue. Like, Go over that table. You can go to that house and get yep. some bread. You can go to that house and get some chicken. Everybody was sharing food and yeah. and just 
having a good time. The DJ set up at one end of the block. The kids, yeah. you know, they space to run around in. Like, those are the things that I miss. And it's so funny. I was having a conversation with my cousin. I was talking to you earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she, right now, she's she's about, she's, um, she's telling me she's having a baby. Her baby shower is in December. Right. And you know, she was saying, you know, her baby is due in January, we were discussing just like things she needed or whatever. And I was like, you know what? It's times like this. I wish that I I am in a home and I am settled because they all know everybody knows I want this big ass farm with like six chickens and 12 goats <laughs> big ass wrap around porch where literally I sit on the porch. I tell them all the time, the kids when I was living in North Carolina, bring your kids down. I had Big ass piece of backyard back there. So yeah. it was just the kids would come down. I remember my mom came down with my two god sisters. They was probably, I don't know, four and three at the time, five mm -hmm. or four. They go out the house on Saturday morning. The neighborhood kids come get them. They out running. My mom wakes me up at 10 30. That was probably it's probably closer to about noon. Cause I'm just like, first of all, I don't get out my bed before noon. What you want? But she's like, the kids are not in the house. I know they. I sent them outside earlier. Oh my god, where they at now? Hey, that's a tree. Yeah, that's that. That's that Midwest life, man. You just let them go, and they be out there. I'm like, they going. She was like, but we ain't seen them in so many. I said they would come back when they hungry. I can assure yep. you that. And that was my house. My house was the house. I kept my garage door open after I did my morning workout or whatever. You know, it was always freeze pops in the in the deep freezer. There was mm -hmm. juice, water. You know what I mean? The kids coming by. I don't even know who the fuck in my garage. I don't care. Don't you be out there making all that goddamn noise. Like, <laughs> just me. Like, that was me. And I was like, I cannot wait to have that, yeah. you know, when we're older. Because I'm like, yeah. I think it was a wonderful thing to have that um living in philadelphia and what making these visits to your home you know your friends yeah. or your your um family in the country and i'm like i will be that person in texas tennessee alabama well probably not alabama they got water problems <laughs> <laughs> but like maybe even south carolina but i just mm. know at some point in time i'm gonna have me a 14 a four, 13 or 14 acre property them kids, they need a walkie -talkie. take a walkie-talkie because I don't give a yeah. shit. I'm gonna call you. <laughs> your ass get out there. It'd be about two days before I left the authority. I yeah. yeah, that was that <laughs> was for sure. Uh, that's a for sure that Midwest life. You know, what I'm saying you just be out in the woods somewhere. Like it don't even matter. I remember. I remember many times where they were just starting to build uh, around our neighborhood. We used to start our dirt bikes riding through freaking cornfields. And stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, and we and it would be the fall, like so it'd be during school, so it's the fall, so they getting ready to harvest. They be mm -hmm. like that, like the combine be like way on the other side, and we be riding through the joints, like, oh shoot, the combine trying to get us. Like it was just like just being a kid, you know what I'm saying? It was great, man. We had a good time out there in the Midwest, just uh just wilding out. But you yeah. know what I'm saying, like those good old olden days, you know what I'm saying, back in the 90s and things of that nature. You know, unfortunately, uh, somebody that was really famous back in the 90s uh, passed away this week. If y'all know, you know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people talk about this was a uh, was a takeoff of one of uh, the wonderful black shows. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, that we had, you know, we had Matthew Perry passed away. 
uh, the other day. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of those. I know some people be like, ah, fuck friends or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I saw the show. It was, it was what it was. You know what I'm saying? You know, we had we had a different world. We had like other stuff, you know what I'm saying? But I I seen it. It was what it was. It was all right. It was cool. But Matthew Perry, uh, dude, very famous. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I know he had his issues and things like that after uh, or during and after the show um, had gone off and things of that nature. But um, unfortunately, he passed away yesterday. And uh, I think it was. He was like 53 years old or something like that. And, um, you know, before, but still, even still, well, yeah. but still like the, I, I am waiting to hear that. I know, I know I'm just morbid like this. They said I, he drowned. He drowned in the hot tub. That's why I said I'm waiting on a toxicology report. He's getting hot in the hot tub. Because I'm like, you're, you're by yourself in your home. I, yeah. You passed out, you, you died, passed out, died in the hot tub, drowned, you know. Knowing his knowing his past, right. knowing his history, I'm not saying that's what it was, but right. to say because I just don't see nobody coming and drowning Matthew Perry. Yeah, yeah that ain't it. That ain't I mean, it. there was no foul pay. There was no signs of anybody else being in the house. There was nothing else but you. Yeah, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that they most people most people kind of yeah. are like, eh, you probably. Because yeah. I'm just like, how did he die? Though you know what yeah. I mean. You have some people, but you, but, but you do have some people who, when they have been abusing drugs for so long and they stop and they get clean and everything like that, the yeah. whatever drug they were using had been in their system, messed it up so bad. Um, and that has happened to um some folks yeah, in the I neighborhood. Where right, right. He could have had a stroke or he could have had a heart attack or had some type of aneurysm or you know, something like that. Like or some kind of functionality failure. I remember um there was a girl in my neighborhood, well, a lady in my neighborhood, you know, um, she had even you know, she finally got clean off drugs, had been clean for like 15, 20 years. She got sick one day, and when I tell you her body broke down, her kidney fell, uh, kidney failure, you know, all these other things. And the and the mm. crazy thing was because she was a drug, uh, she was a prior drug addict. She could mm. not be on like the the don't the, the right the medicines that be able to help them. Yeah. Right. So basically, she went to the hospital and died. If if and, you know what I'm saying, because yeah. they're not, they're they can only keep you comfortable. Right. You, hope for the best but when it is when you have been putting chemicals because we're not even right. going to use drugs yeah. you have chemicals. been putting chemicals in your body for so long they do the worst fucking damage you know what yeah, I mean they do the sure. worst damage and there's it's like I could give you a new heart but it's not going to work with all your yeah, with, you know, with all the other stuff yeah because your, your kidneys are going they're going to yeah. fail that yeah, you can yeah. vibe off of one kidney, but even with that, the risk to to op just giving you the kidney or taking the one out, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, it, you'll tough. be dead. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so tough. Crazy. It's tough. I'm, yeah, I'm so praying, you know, my prayer, you know, my condolences no, to his family, give them strength, but. I'm really desperate to, to know what that toxicology report looking like. Yeah, so that's that's uh you know for all those that were you know my age group or uh or older or you know saying seen that in the 90s you know what I'm saying that was that was the biggest thing that was them and 
them and Seinfeld, man, they was they was <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, I mean, of course, be a little bit before that, you had Cosby Show rocking it in the 80s, which was doing it, you know what I'm saying? But it was like right after that, you had Cosby Show, then it was like boom, then friends and and uh Seinfeld came in, and mm-hmm. then we just all we had was like family matters. Mm-hmm. was rocking, you know what I'm saying, what's going on, but you know what? But friends was was you, you know what I'm saying, with all those people that was going on. So once again, condolences to all those people. You know, Matthew Perry, you know, he was a uh, you know, as of his face, you could look at his face and you knew exactly where he what where, where he was from. Uh yeah. that, that's how kind of famous he was at the time. But additionally, um, you know, there's a lot of I saw a little little meme that was popped out there. Uh, okay. and I think we may have we may have put it out in our in our little group chat we had, but uh, they had one restaurant went kind of viral uh, because they had a fee. And I want to see if this is something that all restaurants should adapt, adopt. Yes. Uh, there was a fee for loud kids on your bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, should there be a loud kill kids fee on the bill? Like, I've sometimes, I mean, now my kids is grown, so Shut your daggone kids up. Because <laughs> I, I don't care no more. You know what I'm saying? And tell them my grandkids. Tell my grandbabies. And then you better not say nothing about my grandbabies. But I ain't got none of them. So right now, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn about your kids. And uh, before you answer, before you answer, I want to send a shout out. Mr. Ishmael, thank you for, uh, you know, commenting in the chats. Mesmerized Eyes Beauty, thanks again for being there on uh the mint ketchup and a, a part of the viewership and uh and commented in the chats chat now go ahead uh Aaliyah. what you think about this feat i understand i get it i be feeling it i be hoping they can assess it to to to, to not just the kids but to the loud to, to my cousins sometimes <laughs> and to the others sometimes because they get loud as fuck too yeah. here's the thing if i am in we ain't even going. We ain't even going. First of all, I don't think they allowed in Michelin star restaurants. We just going to take them out. So we're going to take them part out. If I'm sitting down to have dinner, I don't care what it is, who it is. I'm gonna fuck if I'm at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your breath. Make <laughs> all that noise, L- screaming, crying, and carrying on because you're disrupting my good time. Mm-hmm. You see, I you can't are enjoying my fries. Right. I'm about to say, you are disrupting my experience in this restaurant. So I get it and I understand it. You know what I mean? And yeah, they should have been charged. It's a large party, y'all. First of all, y'all already got most of the attention of the wait staff. But then mm-hmm. we're going to get to the fact that I'm sitting here ripping and running and you are literally killing the atmosphere because your child out here screaming and hollering because he wants fucking chicken nuggets and we don't serve chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. You chicken strips and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Take I've this barbecue sauce. Yes. Get up. Yes, I've seen that. I've also seen where you've had kids who for whatever reason, I don't care what it is. For whatever reason, they're fine. They're, and at the end of the day, I get it. It's nine o'clock at night. If they're used to being in the bed at eight o'clock, they're fucking tired. They don't want to sit here while y'all trying to cozy up to make another one. Take me fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the parents' I, fault. You get that fee. 
Right. I've seen that as well. And then I just seen somewhere they just fucking out of control and the parents sitting there on their phone, like, I don't care, just these your yeah. kids. These yeah. your kids, but I gotta kill six more hours before I go home. Like those so, types. Those and iPad, those iPad parents. Those iPad parents drive me the fuck insane. They drive me insane because I'm like, I know you might be used to this kind of this level of fucking noise in the yeah. house. Not everybody we, is. And I don't I don't like your kid mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And if you don't beat your fucking kid, I'm mm -hmm. gonna beat you in this motherfucker who can scream yeah. at the top of his lungs because he can't play in the fucking dirty dishes <laughs> on the table. Get, get out. Get out. And yeah. and I get it because restaurants say, Well, we can't put them out, we can't do this because it's a discrimination, it's law, you know, whatever. All right, yeah. fucking $50. I feel like yeah, that's Yeah, yeah. Give him that charge. Like, I do like I do like the charge game. Uh, you know, I was fortunate enough. I didn't, we didn't really have that issue on my youngins. I was fortunate enough. You know what I'm saying? I know other people out there may have had issues in that situation, but we was lucky that we didn't have to deal with that. So it's one of those things I know for sure that's been my experience. I'd be like, yo, you can hit him with that charge, man. I don't mind the charge. Like, get the charge on him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Be like, hit them pockets. People understand the pockets. Yeah. They yeah. understand the pockets. You know what I'm saying? So hit yes. them with the pockets. You know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, either they're gonna stay they at his ass at home, or guess what? That kid about to get a little pop, 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 and be like, you better shut your ass up. And they're like, because <laughs> I ain't I ain't taking this charge. Hit him with you got one more motherfucking time. <laughs> You know how many times you know how many times I would love to I don't see parents do that no more. You need to grip your kid up by the front of their shirt and bring them so close that they can smell your breath and be like, if you don't that's the way you parent that going. You gotta grip up your kid every once in a while. Say you because in public, that's assault. But if you take it to the fucking bathroom, yeah. oh the bathroom. Take him to the bathroom. You gotta take him on a trip to the bathroom or to the there parking. They gonna yeah. get right. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, they get right. Cause if they don't get right, the motherfuckers going. They gonna keep it going. They just gonna I mean, keep. It I, I remember back in back eighties time frame, man. You could be in the middle of the. You be in the middle of the daggum J.C. Penny. And you can see kids in the aisles getting their ass whooped, dog. And then, and the yeah. other parents would just look at them like, "Oh, you shouldn't have did it." Like, seriously, okay, seriously, be that. <laughs> when I tell you, you know how like sometimes you got to park on one side to walk through the mall. Mm -hmm. Sears was that spot. You had the motherfucking daddies out there on Saturday morning. They trying to come over here and figure out why the washing machine not going, why the lawnmower not working. <laughs> appliances and you out here fucking around in these aisles you going back and forth that have told you to sit down and sit still 15 motherfucking times somebody behind to say something they don't like and that's your ass because now they frustrated and they done told you sit down 15 times and you getting your ass wore out in the middle of the motherfucking clothing aisle because you keep running in and out the goddamn dress hey, and, the, and the cashier is still ringing up cats they did they ain't stop nothing they just like twenty five fifty. Do 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 do. and folding it up and everything. Don't take this thing and take the little thing off. And then they look at you like, "Well, you shouldn't have did it." Like, like, oh, well, whatever, man. Like, that's what well, and then they hit your mom with the, and we're gonna.
ten percent off. <laughs> <laughs> you get the ass woman discount. Even like, yo, you beat that kid ass. You get ten percent off right there. Yes. <laughs> because boy, I tell you, some of them today, today, I walked to them. All right, so I was with homegirl, and we just walk, happened to walk to the mall, and um, she was laughing, and she's like, "Cause I'm looking like." Goddamn creepy! What the? She's like, but when I this was this is the mall. That's what happened. I said, girl, I ain't walked to a fuck through a fucking mall in probably years, literal years. I just don't. First of all, shout out to Amazon, but <laughs> but I ain't. I just have not walked through a mall. Hey. Okay. When I tell you, I'm just so used to ordering shit online because I don't have the patience to deal with other people's children. Right. I don't understand why you in the mall screaming and hollering you done seen some boy you done seen some girl y'all going back and forth you supposed to be here at the movies y'all over here fucking around like it's just it's it was a lot you know right. I got um, and then i'm just like was i this person at 14 <laughs> you was like 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 we all was we was we was having a good time man like i can tell you right now i was running around uh what the mall the mall we used to Kick it at Springfield. We was at the Springfield Mall. Yeah, I be like, woo woo, drive through. We picking it at the mall. Like, what up? We at the mall? Oh, we go down to the Dayton Mall. We was feeling really good. We go to Dayton, hit the mall up. We out here. Uh, what was that day going? The Commons. Go down to the Commons. I was by Rice State University. We out there at the Commons. We like, hey, we out here kicking it. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, we had we had teen clubs too, man. That was a oh, it was not. I'm like, I feel I'm like you to go to a teen club now, man. They for sure try to shoot you up. Okay. I'm about to say, but I think that's the difference between like the way we grew up and the way that they're growing up now. And and I want parents, especially parents who are younger ones in our age group, uh, or yeah, pa parents who are in our age group parenting younger, you know, kids and Got stuff, it. please understand that. Oh, but when I came up, this is a yeah. When we came up, our biggest fucking threat was getting pregnant or getting somebody pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, for real, that was like our our uh, the scheme yeah, yeah, yeah. scheme of things. You know, not to say that there weren't other things out there, but that was our main. Don't get pregnant. You know, yeah. These fucking kids got to worry about HPV, herpes, chlamydia, AIDS. And did you know there was a I don't know if anybody knew and listeners, if you out there, wrap it the fuck up. There's a strain of Media and gonorrhea that is drug resistant right now. So Damn. you can't even say, Oh, I'm gonna just go get a shot. We, we remember because back then it was like, Oh, you go to the clinic and you know you get your shot and you take antibiotics, not no more. I'm not no more. And we ain't even got into the subject of herpes and AIDS and you know HIV. Um, so right now, pregnancy is like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's lower. Come on, baby, just be pregnant, you know. <laughs> Like don't don't get that forever. Yes. Let's just eight. We can, I can deal with eighteen years. Don't give me that forever though. We can deal with a baby, but everything else is just like God damn. You know? But I'm like, and like we didn't go to the mall. Somebody was going to shoot up the mall. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Our biggest thing was, I think probably well. 80s, 90s, we was worried about getting kidnapped, but I'm like... It's always watch out for the van. Don't take no candy from nobody. Don't take no ice cream from no random person. Our, check, your check your uh, uh, all the kids. Check your Halloween candy. 
That was yep. always a thing. Always do that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even a random person because I think our boogeyman was like the creepy white guy that we didn't know. You know what I mean? Where now the boogeyman is any and everybody who looks like us. You know what I'm saying? The boogeyman, uh, uh, they're so featureless, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. They're so featureless. It's just like, I see why you have helicopter parents and iPad parents and, you know, keep fucking kids in the house parents. You think you have a kid, you want to keep them in the house because it's quote unquote safe. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if you know, there was a little girl who was found not too long ago. Not too long ago. She was like 13, I think. I don't even think she was 14. I think she was 13. She was on social media. Yeah. One of them. I'm about to say, I'm, I'm trying not to make a lie, but it was like one of the one of one of these things where the kids, you know, they could they chat back and forth, and you know, you really can't. It wasn't like um Snapchat and stuff like that, but it was features like that. Bottom line, she decides she's going to tell her family she's going to walk somewhere. Let's just say I'm going to the store. Or I'm going over to the cousin house, somewhere close, somewhere nearby. You know what I'm saying? Like something known, something that she's used to doing. She walks to the store, meets this guy on the way. When I say meets this guy, meets the person she's been chatting with. This motherfucker ends up four fucking states over. She was found like four or five days later. Like it, it happened. But even still, it was like they were on it the moment she didn't return the time she was supposed to return. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, yeah. Um, so that's one of those things. But you're talking about having multiple children in the house, multiple generations in the house. People yeah. who aren't really paying attention, this child walks out and they don't return. And the first thing you do is you decide, well, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go see what the hell. I get all of that. Calling cops immediately. You know what I mean? Right. This I'm like, she over here chatting with a man who told her he was 16. This motherfucker yeah. was a full down adult. Yeah, straight grown, grown ass man. That's ridiculous. Right. And I'm like, it the times are so bad where, and I hate to say, you know, you're 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 wishing for the 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 lesser evil, if you will. Right. Literally choosing between child molester and human trafficking. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's wild that that was the choices. Like, you never would have thought, you know what I'm saying? Of course, when we was young, like, that was going to be the lesser of the two evils. Like, ugh. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's very different out there with uh kind of what everybody's got to deal with just because they can be disguised behind the computer a little bit more, things of that nature. And it's not like the, I guess it's, <clears throat> it's not like the grab and go that we kind of dealt with, you know, like, because really, if you got gripped in the 80s, you was gone. You weren't getting found. Like there was, there was more chance. I would say there's more chance now that you get found just because they can kind of track the computer and IP address and things of that nature. It's like when we was a kid, if your ass got snatched, you was on the milk carton for the next 25 years, Uh, and it was just gonna be like, what does this person look like when they was growing up? Like you was gonna be on that mug like for a long ass time and everything. And I was gonna be you. Even then, like there was a um, there was a um, like the girls who remember that was out in your, your neck of the woods. Remember the girls in Ohio found in the house, the three girls. Yeah, um, that was the up man- in Cleveland, I think. Right, right. They the got basement. teenagers. Everybody, of course, moved on, assumed they was dead. You know, the and whole night and everything. And I'm like, they right. in my next neighborhood, literally yeah. living in the basement. You know what I'm saying? 
Not to say that it was like, uh, oh my God. I, it's like, it was quite literally, you say thank God that they were found, but then I'm like, are we even think we're even or are, are, I don't think America itself, let alone the individual, even got to that point where I am no longer there. I am no longer in survival mode. I am no longer kidnapped or left for dead. Yeah. You know, you can't. And, and it's like that's the thing when you get kidnapped at say seven. You yeah. know, what I mean? you just don't like you don't know. It just becomes your reality. Right, you're nineteen when you come back, and it's just like your family is still waiting on a seven-year-old to walk back through the door. Right, right, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's wild. It's, it's wild. It's 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 wild. All the stuff that everybody got to go through, but you know, what I'm saying, uh, it, it's it's interesting. So make sure you pay that fee for them loud-ass kids, y'all. <laughs> but uh, but it, but anyways, we gonna get on to some black excellence. You know what I'm saying? So I had to, uh, I looked up a little black excellence. It was, it kind of fed into another uh, segment that we going we gonna have real quick, but black excellence wise, um, I was going to feed into on, uh, the 26th of October, two people that, uh, myself, Aaliyah, you're going to kind of know the names, Jermaine Dupree and Dallas Austin. Uh, they were honorees for the crown jewel of excellence from the Atlanta black music and entertainment walk of fame. So they got to be on on that new Walk of Fame uh, that they got down in Atlanta for Black music. Uh, along with those two uh, honorees, they also honored uh, Lil Wayne, Queen Latifah, Magic Johnson, uh, gospel singer Marvin Sapp, and yeah. the late gospel pioneer Mahalia Jackson. So it was one of those things where uh, for those two people to uh, also be put in there and all those Black people that were put on that uh, wonderful uh, Black Music Walk of Fame that they have in Atlanta, you know, the new Motown of the South, doing big things. So that was fantastic to see, you know, Jermaine Dupree uh, in our little uh, group chat. I threw the BET Jermaine Dupree um, list that they had on there, man. And I was watching that, and I was like, yo, the 2000s. That was when I was in the club in the 2000s. Was her up, man. I was like, Jermaine Dupree had mad hits, yo. Jermaine was killing it. Like, he was killing it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they think they like me. Oh, they think they like me. Oh, oh they think they like me. I'm like, oh. The producer, there's no rhyme or reason why that man shouldn't have gotten more recognition than he did. Him and, and was it something up? Dallas Olsen, John Tay, I think that's his name. John Swing. Whatever. Whatever. His yeah. They was they not the first kid. Oh, I am. I mean, he was with he was working with Timberland now. You know, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, he's a crackhead. But no, but mm -hmm. I'm like like the just the in the music industry right now to the the producers. I don't think they get as much recognition as they yeah. should. Mm -hmm. Um. Yes, Timberland is an awesome producer, but I think a lot of people know just know Timberland as like say the front man of Missy Elliott or the the back the, the man in the background behind it. They don't understand that there's other things that he's produced. Not only that, I feel like they should give more recognition to the writers of some of these music because I didn't know some of the hits that we we up there jamming to, the people yeah. who didn't even fucking write them. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a there's a lot of uh, you know Jermaine Dupree, man. He he was uh, he was putting a lot of people on in the Atlanta area, you know. So it Chris was uh, it, yeah, it was it was great to 
Like yeah. the brat, like I'm yeah. still, like who else? It's the B R A T. You know what I'm saying? Like the brat was cold, man. Like so, it was it was one of those things where he found a lot of people that kind of carved the way for that late '90s, early 2000s type of vibe and sound and Atlanta growing the way they did. You know, I look at I look at it. I look at uh, Outcast and Jermaine Dupree were the two catalysts in the '90s that pushed Atlanta to the mainstream okay and that's like you know what i'm saying you got organized noise with outcast and goody mob and yes. then you got jermaine dupree with crisscross the brat uh you had like tlc yeah you know, and like they all had their hands like organized noise had their hands in in tlc jermaine dupree had their like you know everybody dibble dabble and like those groups were ones that really put atlanta like oh man like these are atlanta artists until yeah, until you know, saying the outcast, you know, stepping up at the Source Awards, like, hey, the South got something to say, you know, what yeah. I'm saying like that was that was gigantic, and they were all a part of that. And Jermaine Dupree was a big part of that. Dallas Austin, a big part of that with TLC and things of that nature, gigantic part of that. And they were uh, a big part of the South and the movement and the way that it came about here, you know, 2023. And Atlanta is running the way that music sounds. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the way music sounds. Like you got folks in New York that's it's making black mecca. Yeah, it's like that's making trap music. Like you got rappers in New York. You know what I'm saying? Cardi B, straight out of New York. All she do is rap on trap music. She ain't made nair a beat with like DJ Premier or none of them. Like she, all her stuff is trapped out. You know but, what I'm saying? Nicki Minaj. I'm about to say true, but but in Cardi's defense, you know what I'm saying? Because I defense, I'm just saying that they run in the sound. That's all. I'm about to say, but when she went to them initially, and I think she talked about this in like her earlier interviews, she went to them and she said, all they would say to her is, oh, well, you just a stripper. Well, won't you come here to strip? Like, you know what I mean? They right. did not take her serious. So I think for her, it was more business move. I'm not going to work with people who do not take me serious. And then now that I'm on and mm -hmm. I'm out here and I'm a household name at this point. Cardi B is a what other female rapper? And when, and I say and I say that specifically. What other female rapper had a, a damn brand deal with Pepsi? Well, I mean, now you got you got you got a, a rapper that I would say is not as talented. You got Ice Spice doing stuff with Dunkin' Donuts and stuff. Like I'm like it's they giving stuff to anybody. Dunkin' Donuts. She, she got yeah, she got her own, she got her own drink. So that's what I'm saying. Like, hey man, everybody that can sell something is out there getting a bag. They're gonna they're gonna latch on to them while they they while they up and while what? they and popping. So she, she's in a she's in a commercial with uh what's my man's name? What's uh um dag on it? What's old boy's name? J Lo's husband. What's J Lo's husband's name? Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, she in the commercial with Ben Affleck. Ice Spice is. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's that's what's happening right now. So, anyways, no, Ben Affleck like them spicy legs. That's what was happening right now. You know what I'm saying? That's what's happening. So. Atlanta's doing big things. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jermaine Dupri, Dallas Austin, and all those other that are now on the. Atlanta Music Walk of Fame. I'm gonna have to go check that out. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, you know what I'm saying? Atlanta, go see one of my boys from Indy. They live in Atlanta now. I have to go check that out. Last but not least, you know what I'm saying? Since Roz is not here for uh what you think about that? I brought back an old segment. 
top four. You know what I'm saying? So I got a little top four list. And with, uh, with Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? I was like, well, my question is top four hip-hop representatives of Atlanta. And okay. I was like, All right, this is a hard list because there's a lot. And I have to go like, when you, when you look at somebody, does Atlanta pop in your brain first? You know what I'm saying? So I had to kind of make a list. And I was like, do I put some people that are more recent on here? Do I put like, you know, of course, I'm going to be biased for my time frame. When you say Atlanta, you mean Atlanta proper or just anybody like outside? I kind of went with Atlanta and like people that was really born in Atlanta because there's somebody that I would put on the list, but he's actually a Midwestern. So I can't really put him on the list. So I was like, because that would have been one of my dudes, but I can't really put him on the list because really he from the Midwest like me. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so on my list, I got the, you know what I'm saying, ATL rep. So number one, of course, the ones that I love, the ones that's my boys, Outcast, yeah. all day. That's all just, day. that's Atlanta. That's right there. And when I look at him, Atlanta, ATL, all day. All day. Number two, this is moving. Well, I mean, this is Atlanta. Lil John. How you doing? Like Lil John, when you look at Lil John, Lil John. I'm trying. That's Atlanta. That's Atlanta all day. Next one, because just like I said, this list uh, with the Walk of Fame that brought this to me. And I was like, Jermaine Dupree, man. Jermaine Dupree shouted out Atlanta all the time. He Atlanta did. is all over. He got what he literally has a song, Welcome to Atlanta. He does. That was it. That was he the does. song of Welcome to Atlanta. He does. He does. So then I also had to look at it like, okay, do I go, at, if I'm going rap wise, and I go like, all right. And this one was a tough one due to the fact that do I go my time frame or do I go more recent? And I had and I I kind of just went with my time frame that you know what I'm saying I was in a club and things of that nature and somebody that's considered very Atlanta. Now to go Ti, so Ti was the other person that I was kind of like went Atlanta. So I had honorable mentions, I had honorable mentions. So I, <laughs> so like I was like, I mean that's Atlanta. I mean that area is all talked about. You know what I'm saying? So no, no, no. That's specifically why I asked because he is not from Atlanta. He from South. It's Atlanta, but what Atlanta area? So if you would be like the Atlanta, it, it ain't. I mean, like, look. Also, I kind of outcast kind of eh, just because big boys from Savannah and then he moved to Atlanta. So I mean, eh. but I was like, all right. So that's what I'm saying. Hey, this all got something to say. Yeah. So um, I also look at it like, okay, other people that honorable mentions out of my top four, because I put those more recent. So you got future. Okay. Would be like honorable mention on there. Uh Jeezy will be honorable mention on there. You got Gucci Mane. He ain't from Atlanta. Where are you from? I was, I was doing research. He not from Atlanta. Where are you from? It's not from. It's not Atlanta. <laughs> are you talking about the suburb? <laughs> I thought I thought Jeezy was from Atlanta. And then so, you said Gucci Mane. I swore you Gucci Mane was from out like Tennessee somewhere. They, like the at least the Atlanta. at least the research that I was trying to do, it was saying where people was from in Atlanta. So I was like, all right, so maybe not born. But there may be some people that weren't actually born there and they got there when they was kids. 
So right. I, that's all I was just basing on. You got right. uh, Migos, honorable <laughs> mention, and Two Chains. Was on my list. But so that was a, so those were the ones just because like Two Chains is older, which he could have, but he wasn't at that time. He was when he first came when he first yeah he was Titty Boy when he first came on and he was on uh you know what I'm saying he was on Disturbing the Beast. June, wasn't it? Or what whatever the no 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 if I don't do nothing, I'm a ball, I'm going all day like the clock going oh, that, that was with that was with uh that was with Lil Wayne, double back boy. Yep. So, so that was when they did that song with Lil Wayne, but because they had their uh player circle was the group that okay. he was part of. Man, you know what I'm saying? He was dope, he was titty boy then, and then he became two chains and did his own solo thing. So but those were kind of guys that I had as honorable mentions. Um, just because I kind of went on my perspective time frame and I was on the map as much as like the earlier pioneers will right. did. Right. I will agree with your I tried to find an RB joint because I don't know if I don't I don't know if TLC people align Atlanta with TLC. I don't think they align it with that. You know what I'm saying? So that was why I was like trying to find like when people go like, I look at that person, and even if they were from somewhere else in Georgia, I go Atlanta. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, that person, that's Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? And for me, that would be, um, yeah, it would be Jermaine Dupree. Dupree. It would be um, um, hey, the two, John. No. No, the two people. Okay. Them. <laughs> Them. <laughs> Jen is getting to me. No. <laughs> so I it would be outcast. It would be TI, even though in my mind, again, TI is not from ATL. So, but I would associate him with the sound like of putting, you know, mm -hmm. ATL, if you will, on the map. Um, I would also look at um I'm trying to think R and B, and I'm like, I, there's look, nobody. I tried because I was looking at the one that I went to go look for was L. A. Reed Babyface because Lafayette no, record, right? No, 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 no. So, Babyface is isn't is it? I think Babyface is he's from, from my hometown. He's from yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I didn't do that, but I yeah. I knew he wasn't from Atlanta. Like he started out somewhere because, like for for whatever reason in my mind, I feel like he started out writing music under Motown, some kind of way, yeah. shape, form. Like he was fell up under right. that camp before breaking off into his own. Him and L.A. Reed gotten together, and I feel it's I don't I'm gonna assume his name is L.A. Reed, so he was yeah. from like L.A. area, but in my mind, he was from like New York or something. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't really attached. Yeah. Um, but they don't like, yeah, Ti, Outcast, um, Jeezy, Two Chains, yeah. um, Future. Um, what was the other one you named? Uh, we had the Migos. Yeah, Jermaine Dupri, Migos, Migos. And, and and Little John. Like when I hear that, when I hear those names, it's automatic. It it's gonna be TL sound. You know what right. I mean? I don't see nobody. Gucci Mane, don't get me wrong. Love him dearly. I know that's where he resides in and around yeah. this time, but I feel like Gucci Mane was one of those people that he was Southern rap. You know what I mean? Right, right. He just had the Southern sound because I feel like he came out of Tennessee or Memphis or like one of them kind of right. places. Well, Memphis, 
It couldn't have been Memphis because Memphis got a certain sound, though. Right. Yeah. Like, in my mind, that's, you know, his thing. So, you know, but like I said, I it's, they all make good music. I, I like them. T.I. Ti and 2 Chainz, my shit. Gucci Mane, my shit. Like, so, I mean, I'm, the list, the, the list, do you approve? Does that does that count as uh, ATL reps? Does that work? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Yes, because when you when you hold when when the lens is people who put them on a map before all these other folks, you know, before oh, we start I, I, I forgot the one the one that's from not that put them on the map as well, but it's not from Atlanta. Ludacris. Ludacris is not from Atlanta. Ludacris is from he's from Illinois. He's from Illinois. But Ludacris would have been on that list. I don't know who I would have took off. He'd have been more. I don't know. I don't know how I took off because Ti kind of was. He created kind of the trap. You had Jermaine Dupri that kind of producer wise. Little John had his own niche that he did his thing, and Outcast was the beginning. So Ludacris was Ludacris is Ludacris, and I love Ludacris. Yes, I, I feel like he is the. I feel like Ludacris is the remi the Southern remix king. Because you can put Ludacris, because I would say Buster Rhymes is the New York remix king. And yep. you can say Ludacris, you can put Ludacris on any Southern remix like and he's, he's going to kill it. He's the bridge. I feel like yeah. he's the bridge. You know what I'm saying? Because that was one of the things, I, as far as music wise is concerned, um, Andre 3000 in that same group. You yeah, can put true. that motherfucker on a, ain't number six fucking R&B people singing. Look and then then and then Andre three thousand get on there drop his motherfucking verse. That's the Chris Brown remix to yeah. to songs. You know what I mean? Hey. His the Chris Brown remix to Deuces. So it's yeah. like yeah, he be that You I'm like you have you do have some of those artists who are say, universal. You know yeah. they have their own person, but they're universal as far as music is concerned. Because it's a big deal when Busta Rhymes came out with 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 the song with him and Janet Jackson. It was a big deal that when older bastard than Mariah Carey got on the motherfucking road. Big deal when Andre 3000 get on anything because we Ooh. love him and we just want him to make more music. <laughs> Yeah. FYI, if you out there, people, Andre three thousand, I love you. Yeah, hey man, while you out there fluting in Japan or wherever you at, man, write some verses, dog. Japan, but still, like you know, drop a couple of songs or whatever. You know, we love you. Come back. Um, but yeah, it was just like it's one of those things where you know you have those artists who, no matter where they're from, originally, you know what I mean. They have their own unique sound, and I don't care what it is. It's like that's it. That's yeah. gonna make it. That's gonna be the thing. It's like even with um E forty. Yeah, E forty special man. It's own thing, man. This is own thing. I don't even be understanding the words that he be like putting together, and I be like, that don't even fucking make sense. Like, but don't be, because they be flowing, and I be like, like do doop doop and he be who he. And I'll be like, I don't even know what that means, man. That's West Coast. I don't know. The drizzle sizzle. But I like it. But those those are one of those things. Uh, more than anything, I just, I I mean, shout out to those who made that that little walk of fame, hall of fame, mm -hmm. star walk or whatever it was down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
love it. Keep coming with the music. We uh, we are listening. True hip hop fans are listening. Um, new hip hop fans are listening. Um, yeah, go back and listen. Please get some education. That's one thing that I feel. That's one thing that I be feeling is like I don't know if like a lot of the artists. I don't know if a lot of the artists be deep, deep dive. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they be going back the way they should be going back just to gather that. Because even the original hip-hop guys, they didn't necessarily go back to hip-hop because hip-hop wasn't there. It was more or less they went back to, uh, you know, they went back to the jazz. They went back to the R&B. They went back to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they went back and, and understood what black music was in those different things and kept that genre and kept that movement. So, um, you know, make sure that y'all go back and check that stuff out. But man, we, but we done hit that, uh, hour and 30 minutes. We was, we was keeping a rocking just with two of us, you know what I'm saying? We was keeping the deal dang on going out here. So, uh, we was, we was out here doing big things. So I got to do with the last, last but not least type deal. We got to make sure, uh, you know, if you're going through things, if you need somebody to talk to, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you hit friends, family, speak to them, talk to them, let them know how you're feeling. If you're feeling like you can't get out of the box, if you feel like there's no other way that uh, you can get things done, uh, make sure you're talking to family. And if all else fails, make sure that you and you feel like you may may hurt yourself. You feel like that's the only way out. Make sure you hit that National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-TALK, 800-273-8255. Only way you can fix those things is to be around here. And everybody wants you to be here. You know what I'm saying? It, it hurts worse when... Uh, the person's gone and you never could have fixed it. And then, you know, three to four months down the ride, they're down the line there for some reason pops up a solution to the situation, you know? So you, you make sure that you're here to, to see that through. And sometimes it does take patience. Sometimes it does take, um, you know, the ability to just keep fighting and keep pushing, you know? So um, if you, if you do get in that situation that you feel like you may hurt yourself, of course, friends and family and seek stuff around your area, but also you do have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-TALK, 800-273-8255. I always got to do that shout out, you know what I'm saying, for all the veterans out there and things of that nature, man. Make sure that we're taking care of our uh, our battle buddies um, that are out there doing their thing, uh, keeping y'all safe out there. But once again, man, it's been a wonderful, wonderful Sunday evening. It was with Lofty, a.k.a. Mr. Hayes Adonis up in this building. We got our international correspondent, a.k.a. the perspective of Leah in the building. It was great having an evening with y'all. Everybody that was out here to listen to us, we really appreciate it. Make sure that y'all hit us up on the social medias. Mid catch up. You can find us everywhere on there. Uh, if you were listening or watching us, make sure that you hit that subscribe. Make sure you hit that notification button. Make sure that you share it. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get more people out there. Please share it. Let people know what's going on. We're having great conversations. We love the interaction. You know, shout out to Mesmerized Eyes Beauty. Shout out to Mr. Ismail that was out there giving some comments and things of that nature. It was fantastic. We really appreciate everybody that was coming through and hanging out with us today on the Mid Catch Up Podcast, episode 66. And we'll see y'all next week. Much love. What's up? What's up? It's the MKP. It's the MKP. Why he in the building? It's the MKP. We got a Lee in the building. Mr. Lee. <laughs>